The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy! There's a difference between them doing this strategically and them doing this because of, like, their actual beliefs. Yes. I think, well, to be honest, like, because, and I've said this before. I mean, I think Bumble's doing it because they actually believe it because they're a San Francisco-based company. Right. So, and I've said this before, and, like, slight plug, I was on Focus on the Family's Sea Life 2021, and I said this in my, um, in my episode. Um, right now the default is pro-abortion. The default is... If you're a nice, kind, loving person, you are pro-abortion. So I think that they believe, I think they believe that to be true. Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. We are in person for the first time ever. Yes. Yeah. Recording in person. Yes. I came to visit Victoria and her husband and the dogs um, for this weekend. So tell me, you've heard so much about Phoebe and Kennedy. What are your impressions of Phoebe and Kennedy? <laughs> okay, so I on the way here, I was like, okay. Okay, also, background. I'm not the biggest fan of big dogs. I don't mind little dogs because they're not, I don't know. They're, they don't look like they can kill me. Big dogs are intimidating to me. I'm going to be honest with you. So I knew Kennedy was going to be a big dog. And she seemed like a very happy dog. So on the way here, I was like, I was like, you know what? It's gonna be okay. Like, I'm sure they told her not to like kill me or anything. So I walk in, and Kennedy really was just like, oh hey, but was not. She was didn't jump on me. She hasn't been like super annoying or anything like that. And like my biggest problem with big dogs is it's very rare to meet a big dog that will stop when you tell it to stop, or that will listen to its owners. So it feel that's what I was concerned about. But Kennedy, not only does she listen to you, she isn't. There's never been a time where I was like, well, actually, there was like one or two times she was trying to give me kisses on my face, and I don't really like that. But other, and after a while, she like stopped. But it wasn't like annoying. It was just kind of like, oh, <laughs> this is funny. You know, my face. Um, so Kennedy, good. Phoebe, super sweet. Um, she's adorable. She kind of reminds me of a cat. She kind of just like lays around. And that's the type of dog I like. I like those type of dogs that are just chill. Super chill. Lays on you. She loves Victoria. Victoria is her best friend. (laughs) (laughs) And I think uh, she is Victoria's best friend as well. Um, Sorry, babe. I hope you didn't hear that. But it's true. But, yeah. So they've been good. It wasn't bad at all. Ah, good. So glad to hear. Um... 
Yeah, we're excited to have you up here this weekend. We obviously were recording a podcast, but we've also done some like really cool stuff. Um, some like merch we're kind of working yes. on, and that's going to be really exciting when it comes out. Um, yeah, some planning and some planning. Like, some episodes. Yeah, we've been like trying to discuss, just continue to go in this, a better direction. Um, and you might be listening to this podcast brand new because over this weekend we have gained a lot of new followers. Um, and welcome, by the way. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us, for joining our community. We're still, you know what, we're working on a community name. If you have an idea, let us know. Um, but thank you for listening and joining us. And really quick, you heard it in the beginning. But I just want to reiterate, we are working on changing culture. So we just talk about a variety of things. And this is our weekly tea cap. So we have our tea. Well, it's coffee because we stayed up oh, way yeah. too, way too late last night talking. It's and like, like yeah, it was. Yeah. And I'm just like, she's kind of been zombie. I, I've been yeah. zombied all day. <laughs> like, I literally like I can't function if. Honest to God, like, I can't function if I don't get, like, a good eight to nine hours of sleep. I am kind of like that, but I think, so I'm also running on, like, I'm really happy I'm not at home. I'm on vacation with my friends. So I think I have a little bit of that, because I'm pretty sure tomorrow when I drive back, I'm probably going to go straight to sleep. Um, but right now, like, I'm kind of like, oh, what else are we going to do today? Any <laughs> other plans? Let's do some yeah. more. Well, I'm, I was always, like, <laughs> the one at sleepovers that fell asleep first and was not awake when everyone else was awake the next morning. Like, I um, just, like, was the type of sleepovers that, like, couldn't function if I was, like, at, like not at home in my own bed. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm the exact opposite, kind of, sort of. So, I usually am the first person to go to sleep. But also, too, I knock out like that. Like, if I'm tired, honestly, last night, I think I finished everything and we said goodnight. I went to bed, and I think that, like, I don't really remember falling asleep because I just, mm -hmm. I was dead to the world. Um, and then I'm always the first person to wake up because my body won't let me sleep past, like, 7. So I woke up today at, like, 6.30-ish. Yeah. And then I went to the bathroom, and then I tried to go back to sleep. Yeah, because that was, like, two hours of sleep. Yeah. So, like, I don't understand how you're functioning today. I don't either. And it might I, just be, I'm like... excited, I think. Well, I think for you, it's, like, you're such an extrovert, and you feed off of, like, being around people, and I am not. That? Okay. And so, like... Well, like, Amazing. I am... Well... <laughs> It's, uh, I don't, like, I'm a social introvert. Like, yeah. I like being around people, but, like, it exhausts me. Yeah, no, I'm so energized. And that, honestly, that could be it. Because at home, I don't have the same, like, all right, we were just up talking. Let me go to bed. Well, because Stand you're always, like, okay, like, it's 10 o'clock. I can't record past 10 because I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so with the fact that you stayed up till 4 in the morning with us last night, I'm like, how does she do this? I just... I, and I think it's because yeah. you're feeding off it. I feel like you're taking my energy right yeah. now. <laughs> Maybe I did because you're pretty zapped. <laughs> I'm like zapped. I'm like... Well, I, I think like too, to it's like I... I mean, I didn't have class this week, so I don't really know why I'm tired. But I feel like I just haven't like... I don't know, because, like, Friday night, I was busy, like, cleaning, like, a deep clean of my apartment. Like, it's never looked it this really good. It nice, everybody. Oh, thank you. It's never looked this good before. Oh, 
And so, <laughs> well, I also, I don't want you to leave dog hair all over you. Which, I mean, it's gonna happen. I was gonna say, it's a little bit inevitable, but I get what you But, mean. like, I'm like, okay, I, like, I need a deep clean vacuum the carpet. So, like, I was pretty much cleaning, like, once I got done with work on Friday, I was, like, cleaning the rest of the day. And so... What time did you go to bed Friday? 12, 1. Okay. But that's, like, normal for me. Like, I don't really, like, if I can go to bed around, like, 12 or 1, I can function. Anything past one? Like, I can't. Yeah, and we went to bed at, like, 3.45-ish. Well, and then Sebastian and I stayed up talking because, so we're recording this on Sunday. We Yesterday was the first day of college football, so we were up talking about football. Be like, <laughs> because, okay, so That's my funny. teams <laughs> include, obviously, ECU, which we suck. God, East, yes. Like we used to be good, and then we had a stupid AD that fired AD. athletic director. Okay. We had a stupid athletic director that fired like the best coach, in my opinion, like one of the best coaches in ECU history. Oh, and so we've been, and that was like my sophomore year of college. Like we've been trying to rebuild since then, but obviously, like we suck. Um, Wake Forest, Texas A and M, and Clemson. And Clemson lost this year, or the, yes, like yesterday. And I, so yeah, that's what that. we were discussing is like, okay, like who do we think's gonna like move up? Because like Alabama hadn't, like they looked dominant yesterday. And I don't know if it's because like Miami was overrated, but they looked dominant. So we were kind of like discussing like, okay, like where do we think the top four is gonna be? Like how far back do we think Clemson's gonna go? Because the thing is, is, like, Sebastian went to Texas A&M, so we're huge Texas A&M fans. So we're like, okay, do we think Texas A&M's going to get into the top four? Because in at, by the end of the season, you want to be in the top four in order to go to college football playoffs to try to win a national championship. Because they only take the top four. All right, a couple questions. Yeah. So this is only in the SEC. No, this is all. So even people in California are playing this these games against us. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, oh, college I football is back, baby. Like okay, I thought that you only played within your conference. No, no, no. Okay, so you do. Okay, no. So you have to play a certain amount of conference games. Okay. So like Texas A and M being the SEC has to play a certain amount of other SEC schools. You also get to play non conference games, but. At the end of the season, the college rankings, football rankings, are every school in the nation. In the nation, oh, and so of all schools in the nation, you want to be top four, okay, in order to contend for. And then there's going to be a bunch of tournaments against each other. No, for the four. Yeah, well, yeah. So like, it's like brackets. So you have like one and four play each other, two and three play each other. The winners of those games play each other for the national championship. Okay. So it's not like March Madness with basketball where it's like 72 teams get in because you, as a football player, uh, as like a footballer, you have to take like a week between games because okay. it's just like too much on the body. Okay. Okay. So it's like only the top four. There's arguments it should be the top eight, which I don't disagree with that because you're not get. I feel like you're not getting like the sleeper schools in. Sleeper schools? Well, so like the non power five schools 
Power five. Okay, I'm, I'm not explaining all this. <laughs> I'm a non. I'm a non-athletic regular person. I, have I keep no forgetting. Idea. You just don't like. We had sports on yesterday, just in the background, and you're like, "Yay, sports!" Yeah. I'm like, "I'm like, this is the best Saturday of the year yeah, because really football is it, finally back." Oh, and like, I think this is where like the tomboy like in me because like, okay, I care about clothes, I care about makeup, I care about how I look, but like deep down, like I love sports especially college football. And I would, like, I will probably, like, I spend most of my Saturdays now when college football's back is watching college football. Wow. Like, I love college football more than NFL because it's, like, I don't know. It's just, like, you see, like, like, people are, like, are excited about their NFL teams, but nothing like college. Okay. This is not on the docket, but I have a question for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Getting paid? Do you think the college students should get paid? One hundred percent. Really? One hundred percent. Because the university makes millions of dollars off these student athletes. Mm-hmm. Like, think about it. Why is a college football coach paid like a two million a year contract, mm. and he doesn't even throw a football in a game? Yeah, good point. Um, they make money off of like jersey numbers um they were already making like a ton of money off these kids like these programs like people don't understand how much money like an alabama football program brings into university and how much like i mean any great sports program brings in and how much is spent i mean clemson when i was there briefly like it's crazy, like, everything revolves around the football team, which, yeah. I mean, for me, like, that's fine, like, I get it. That's how but, it was at Seton Hall, yeah, yeah, like, they had to build a lazy river for the football locker room, and it's, like, that money could have gone to the student-athletes, where, like, if you think about this... Or that money could have gone to the people who aren't in the cooler things. That no, but, that, but that's the thing, they had so much surplus of money. So, like, the money went to that, like, it, got, it filters down to the athletic, I mean, a- academics yep. and other athletics. It does. But, your word for it. no, trust me, like, I know, like, being a college athlete, like, you know, all like, the inner workings. Mm-hmm. And so that I do have credibility with this. But 50% of student athletes would not be able to afford to go to college if they didn't have their scholarship. Which I think is good. I think they definitely should continue offering scholarships. No, no, it's not even the scholarship. It's, like, what people don't realize is, like, like the true cost of college. Like, we have to have, like, health insurance. Obviously, like, you remember. You have to have health insurance. As a student athlete, the trainers determine where you go get your, um, like, doctor's visits and all that done. And so, like, if your health insurance doesn't cover where they send athletics like athletics like won't like so when i got injured in college the my parents insurance went first and then um the school would pay whatever like essentially the copay okay okay and so oh that's cool i didn't know that well i mean they should because i got injured representing them you think about True. it. 
And, but, like, a lot of these players, like, okay, for us, like, being on the golf team, we had to drive 10, 15 minutes off campus to get to the golf course, our practice facility, every day. So, if I was, like, an international student, I would have to either find a way to get there through my teammates or buy a car. And most of those students would buy a car. So, uh, and I also did not get reimbursed for gas driving to practice. I agree. Things like that for sure. So, like, I'm on the fence about it. I'm not, like, against or for it. But I agree. Like, they should have reimbursed you guys. Especially if you're, if you have to drive 10 to 15 minutes. That's kind of Yeah. And can I add one more thing, too? Like, as a student athlete, you do not have time to work. You cannot get a job being a student athlete. Yeah, that's true. And so... Like, sit. I know they gave the boys at Seen Hall stipends, though. They gave them stipends, and they gave them um, hoverboards, mm-hmm. and they gave them like fancy shoes. So that, well, yeah, like we all get like this part, like the fancy shoes, the hoverboards. Yeah. They stayed in like the best dorms as freshmen that like the regular people can stay in. But that's a whole nother. Well, that that's completely different. Like that's not beyond the argument. Like that's beyond the point. Like. We couldn't pay, like, you get a stipend. So, like, if you have, a like, a full scholarship and you're living off campus, they give you a stipend for your room and board. Yeah. So, like, that's completely different, and in, I, in okay. my opinion. And, but you're saying that even more than that they should get. Well, yeah, if, like, if okay. you're, like, okay, say you do, I don't know how to describe it. Well, it's going to be a good example. All right, say you go and do something for like like I don't I don't know how to describe it. Okay, say you go and do something for like students for life. Okay. And something you do goes viral. Mm-hmm. And students for life gets like 50 million dollars come in based on something that you did. And they go Thank you. That's all. You get nothing. You won't benefit at all from it. And you need to go back to, it's like, okay, well, they're getting a college degree. No, not at all. Because they, most universities, the coaches will tell you, this is what you're studying. Or this is a list of degrees you cannot take. Like, you can't, most coaches will not let a student-athlete be a nursing major. Because you can't spend. Because that's a, a hard work, and you're not gonna. Yeah, and focus you, on both. And yeah, you can't spend like time on both. Yeah. Like I remember going to a visit to a D1 ACC school, and I was interested in business, and I was like a sophomore in high school. I tell the coach I'm interested in business. She goes. You uh, know you'll get a communications degree of a business minor. That's the same thing. Mo- and that's why you're seeing like most of these like football players, basketball players getting directed to communications, African American studies, um, university studies. Yeah. Because it's these are the easy majors. You they already know that the, okay you take this class because this professor is the easiest one of all of them. And then student athletes get first priority to classes based off schedule, but I believe it's also based off we're going to get you into the easiest teachers. Yeah. So okay. it, it's like, yeah, I, I, I mean, get I, what you're saying, but it's like, 
why is Nick Saban able to do an Aflac commercial and make millions of dollars over doing an Aflac commercial, but the star quarterback can't get any money off of his jersey number alone? Yeah. Like, I totally get the reasoning. Honestly, I get both. But Okay, I can I add one more points. thing? Yeah, go ahead. If I was in college today... And well, it's, sorry. If we had started this when I was in college playing on the golf team, I would get in trouble for doing this podcast because I can't make any money off my. Because essentially, this would still be my name, image, and likeness. There was a football player oh, at, I think it was like UCF or USF, that had a YouTube channel and was making money off his YouTube channel, and he got in trouble with the NCAA because he was making money off his name, image, and likeness. Even though, and and I think, like, it wasn't, like, focused on, oh, this is the life of, like, the star quarterback for UCF. It was, like, no, like, he was making money, like, not off like of, but, well, not even that, but, like, other stuff, but he happens to be on the UCF football team. Like, yeah. he wasn't, like, promoting it. And so it's, like, you see, like, all of these, like, like, athletes becoming, like, social media stars, essentially, and could d- become, like, influencers, but they're not allowed to make any money off of it. Okay, so that I'll, like, that stance, I'll be on your side for that 110%. Um, the other side, I am closer to your side. I, the only thing is, like... But imagine that you... Well, no, no, I yeah. hear that. I guess my thing is, like... Okay, my only... I'll say I am 83... And then whatever 100 minus 83 yeah. is. On the, Look at it this way. These student athletes are essentially just Instagram influencers. Like, they're no, influencers. I agree. So and they so they're making money like influencers. Yeah. And it's not like the school's paying them. Like, that's what people need to remember. Yeah. It's not like Alabama p- paying the star quarterback. Okay. It's He's getting sponsorships from the local Toyota dealership. Okay, so that, okay, so when you put it like that, then okay. I yeah. think that they should. Yeah, it's him. In my head, and I guess for regular NARP, or not regular NARPs, because that's already in there, for NARPs, we're hearing the college is going to pay them no. a lump sum. No. They're already getting stipends when they already get, like, other fancy And I things. will add into, okay. And getting sponsorships, I think that's Yeah, fair. it's sponsorships. Yeah, Look, that's like, fair. Yeah, so getting sponsorships, that's essentially what it is. But you also need to remember the stipend is just their scholarship. It's not like, oh, ev- and and this is something too people need to remember is a good portion of student-athletes are not on scholarship. And most student-athletes are not receiving a full scholarship. Okay, that's So you have, I don't remember. So, like, okay, women's soccer. There's, yeah, they're probably not getting anything. Well, no, there's usually 35 players on the team, and they split up 10 scholarships for 35 players. Mm-hmm. Same with baseball. Yeah. Baseball is like 35 players. They're spil- splitting up like 10 scholarships. Now, you have like your head count sports. So, like football and bat. So, and this is how they do it. So, it's like you have your head count sports. So, like football and basketball and like women's tennis. Um,. And a few others, it's either you get a full ride or you're on nothing. So football gets 85 scholarships. They have like 120 people on the team. Really? There's that many people that play on a football team? Yeah. 120? Yeah. Well, we only see 12 and 12. 
Yes, because, like, a lot of it's just, like... That's crazy. Yeah, like 100, 120. It's a small sorority or a big sorority. Yeah, but, I mean, what people don't realize is, like, you have, like, 20 to 40 people on a football team that's not on a scholarship. Same with basketball. You only have so many scholarships. And, like, I mean, most baseball players only getting, like, 30% scholarship. Like, most of them are not getting, like, crazy. Mm -hmm. Because they don't have enough. And so this is, like, I can't tell you how many of my friends just weren't even on scholarship for the sport they were playing. And they had no time to get a job. And so they're either taking, and, like, a lot of student athletes take out loans, student loans, to pay for college. Even so, okay, so we have athlete A who is really good player. She's a starter on the soccer team. And we have athlete B. So athlete B is third string. She is she doing all the she had to be told what her major was. She still has to do all the other yes. stuff, too? Yep. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Even if she barely plays. Yeah. Interesting. Because you're still there sitting on the sideline. You're still there in every single practice. Like, it's, just because you're the star versus the third string, the only difference is your playing time. Interesting. And I guess, okay, so then here's my other thing. So... No offense to third string girl, but is she even going to get sponsorships? Are people even going to care about her? I mean, that's the thing. Not every student athlete's going to get a sponsorship. So but I feel like the sponsorship is going to help her more than athlete A that probably who's a starter. But uh, but that's right. But that's the beauty of capitalism. Yeah, it's free market. Yeah. It, it's they're determining it. But it's also like I don't want to help like people. Though. Yeah, so like. <laughs> We could get, like, we can pay money to, like, athlete B to say, hey, go listen to those other girls' podcast. Like, it doesn't even have to be, like, Pepsi has the Alabama quarterback sponsored. It's like, hey, like, your everyday mom, pa store can sponsor a student athlete. Like, you could go sponsor a student athlete, like, for your brand. In my head, though, I'm thinking, no offense to athlete B, like cares about her she don't play i want athlete a out there yeah i mean this free, I free market capitalism work harder to be athlete a if yeah athlete b yeah that's fascinating well but now but it's also like so like smaller brands can get like sponsorships too yeah so like say like this like a small water bottle company yeah. is going to sponsor like a female golfer yeah okay hmm. interesting well um, that's sports talk with Vic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I learned a lot. Yep. I a lot. Okay. Um, what, anything else we should talk oh. about this week before we get into the topic? No, I think we're ready to go. All right. All right. So it's the weekly TCAP. It's the top stories that we believe you should know from this past week. All right. First story. Could there be a daily COVID pill? What we know about Pfizer drug trial. Pfizer is working on a pill to help fight COVID-19 that's designed to keep people out of the hospital. And if effective, it could help reduce the strain healthcare systems have experienced over the past 18 months. 
On Wednesday, Pfizer announced that its first participant had entered the second of a three-phase study of the oral antiviral that's intended to keep people who aren't at risk of developing serious illness after COVID-19 out of the hospital. A similar study for people who are at an increased risk began in July. While the antiviral could mark another milestone in the COVID-19 pandemic, it's likely to be a month before it's available to the public. So essentially, it's after you get your vaccine and you have both doses of vaccine, this is a daily pill you take twice a day to fight COVID-19. I feel like that's being an opportunist. Yeah. yeah I feel like it's trying big to... Big pharma. Big pharma. Um, I That's just too much. Yeah. It's crazy. I was talking to a friend the other day, and pre-COVID, everybody was talking about how big pharma is bad, how going more of like the natural way to do medicine, mm-hmm. all this stuff, and now like that, that's not even talked about. Everyone's yeah. like, like, like big pharma, big pharma, big pharma. Yeah. And like my whole frustration with this is like, regardless whether you decide to get the vaccine or not, like regardless whether the vaccine or not is the right way to go in order to deal with COVID. What we're not focusing on as a country and what public health, in my opinion, is not focusing on is we're not determining, okay, what are we going to do? Because the only way for us to get through this is we we need to strengthen our immune systems in order to fight it. Because, like, that was the same with the flu. And the flu pandemic, like, Spanish flu popped up in 1919 it was kind of like the first of its kind a lot of people died and then the people who lived continuously strengthened their immune system to where it's not like a mass pandemic that's what we have to do in order to get through this covid19 pandemic is we need to strengthen our immune system and that is not talked about and i don't know if it's whether through the vaccine strengthen the immune system i'm not saying that at all but we're not taking measures as society. Like, is strengthening our immune system going out in public without a mask? I don't know. Is it getting the vaccine? I don't know. Is it taking certain supplements? I don't know. But it's not talked about within the public health system. Yeah. Like, that's what's frustrating me. It's like, look, like, we keep telling people, if you wear a mask, this will all go away. If you uh, get the vaccine, this will all go away. But it clearly it's not going away because we're not focusing on this is a virus. It's essentially the same breakdown as a common cold. You're not going to cure the common cold. Right. So what we need to do is strengthen our immune systems to where we can fight this and essentially live with this. I agree 110%. And what I want to say... Um, to piggyback off of that is I think our immune systems and strengthening it is so important and no one is talking about it within the public health system but the problem is tons of people are talking about it on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook they're talking about they're sending out all these lists this is what you need to do and whether those lists are correct or not I just really wish it was I wish that there was more leadership somehow telling us more about that um, instead of um, just random people and like that's one of the things you know we're both in health um, weight loss journeys or getting healthy journeys and that's something that I think is definitely beneficial I think taking vitamins is beneficial mm-hmm. I mean there's so many things that we can be doing that are beneficial but the reality is no one's telling us that from 
a leadership authority. That is something yep. that we kind of know in general. That's also something that, I mean, there's a few um, vitamins. I know my mom has, like, been like, okay, make sure you take this, this, and that. And she hasn't got She's gotten it from just doing her own research. And it just, it would be more beneficial and it would help more, a wider range of people if um, someone ahead, some leader yeah. was saying that. But they're just not. They're not talking about it. And the other thing is that um, I don't like about the whole adding the pill thing, too, is I really feel like that's capitalizing on people's fear. I agree. There are people who are legitimately super afraid of this virus. Yep. That are deathly afraid that are still doing X, Y, and Z because... And, you know, I think... We also have to recognize, obviously, it's real. Yeah. And we often recognize people are dying. And yep. some people, people do are have, getting sick and having long-lasting effects. Yeah, so that is, it makes sense to be concerned and to be cautious. But I think some people are becoming, or not necessarily becoming, but some people are incredibly afraid. And this is capitalizing yep. on it. And I, that I, to me, that's just so wrong. Yep. So let me give you my COVID prevention protocol that I've been taking. And we can okay. share this on our website. So my doctor, who has his medical degree, who is more of an integrative health type doctor, um, he was the only one, like, I was dealing with Lyme's disease for, like, two, three years. He was the only one that caught it. And so this is someone I trust a lot. Like, he's known me since I was a baby. And, I mean, he has a medical degree. Yeah. And so this is what he's saying you should be taking for your COVID prevention. Um, vitamin D3 and K2. Um, keeping your vitamin D level above 60 decreases risk for cytokine storm. Boswellia. Um, Andrographis. Cat's crawl. Five mushroom blend. Zinc. Quartet sets. Quercetin? There we go. And then vitamin C. So this is what he recommends. This is what I take pretty much daily on top of, uh, like, my multivitamin and my allergy medicine. (laughs) But, but yeah, so this is what I, um, this is what he recommends. This is what I've been going by. And it's a nice way because he's focusing on building our immune systems up to yeah. fight this. Like, this is the protocol that he has to do that. And I think this is also a health wake-up call for a lot of people in the sense of, okay, this today it's COVID. God forbid something else happens. But you do want to be on top of your health so that if something does happen, you yep. won't. It won't take you out, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So I think this is a good health product, like a good uh, wake-up call, because in general, I feel like we should be taking vitamin D, um, vitamins. And that's something I haven't taken because uh, one time I went and got my, like, hormone, not hormones, my vitamin something checked at some place, and um, I was one um, level off from cricket. Yeah, cricket. Not crickets. Um, gosh, what is that? It's the disease people got back in the day, like sailors would get for not being outside. I don't know. Crickets. I was one. Um, I'm thinking of scurvy. It's not, I, not scurvy. It's rickets. I was one point off from having rickets, 
which is like really not good. So that's when I started taking vitamin D, and my mom mm-hmm. would make me sit outside, like in the yeah. Morning. And that's what they're saying that the issue with COVID is like. And his belief is that like flu season is flu season because where are vitamin D low? In the winter, because everyone's inside. So then when you're telling everyone, go inside, stay away from others, it's not helping your vitamin D levels. Like, you should be spending at least, like, 30 minutes a day outside. And I try to, like, my levels are so much better now. And I try to do things, like, tiny things like that. And this, like I said, this is a wake-up call. These, a lot of the stuff we should be doing and taking in general Mm -hmm. anyway. Like, this isn't necessarily, like, a... Some of the stuff is, like, zinc. I know that you definitely should be taking zinc um, even once we get rid of Yeah. Because I don't think we'll get rid of COVID. That's kind of the vibe. I don't think it's going to – it's not going away, but we have to strengthen our immune system in order for it to not dominate our world. Exactly. So once it's no longer dominating our world, I think that these things, a lot of things we should be taking anyway. We should be doing – and the best way to do it is naturally. Yep. I agree. But just a reminder, we are not doctors. We're not experts on this. So if you have questions or concerns, like ask your doctors. All these are natural supplements. But um, ask your doctor. All right. Next story. Um, U.S. Supreme Court refuses to block Texas abortion law. On Wednesday evening, nearly 24 hours after the Texas Heartbeat Act went into effect in Texas, the U.S. Supreme Court handed down a surprise 5-4 decision rejecting all emergency requests to block it. According to a tweet from SCOTUS blog, the five justices voting to allow the law to stand were Justices Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, Neil Gorsuch, did I say it? Gorsuch, yeah. Gorsuch, Brett Kavadal, and Amy Conan Barrett. Justices Stephen Breyer, Sonia Sotomayor, and Elena Kagan were joined by Justice or Chief Justice John Roberts in dissent. Justice Sotomayor's dissent in the application for injunctive relief, Whole Woman's Health versus Jackson, joined by Justice Kagan and Breyer notes, today the court belatedly explains that it declined to grant relief because of procedural complexities of the state's own invention. Okay. Um, and then, hold on. And then, um, no, that's the next story. Yes, I should have exited that. But, um, okay, so everybody knows, um, because, I mean, unless you live on a rock, everybody and their grandmother had an opinion on this. Yeah. Everybody knows that Texas um, has a heartbeat act now. I was going to say bill. Some of them are called bills, but this is an act. And it went into effect um, on Wednesday at 12 a.m. Or would that be Tuesday? Wednesday at 12 a.m. Yes. September 1st. September 1st, it went into effect. Um, one thing I do want to say is we are working on getting um, like some a comprehensive resource for people because even when I was researching this um, this story because I want obviously I wanted to talk about this for a hot second um, when I was researching this story it was kind of hard to find first of all when you google it I had to so this what we read is from live action I had to type in heartbeat bill Texas live action to get anything from live action all the first page is just nothing but negative um, leftist mainstream media stuff so to get anything pretty much like objective slash positive I had to like 
search out sites that I knew that were already pro-life. And I kind of, well, one, I kind of don't like that, but that's just where we are in today's world. Um, but it, there hasn't been, like, anything that, I haven't seen anything that really breaks down, like, some of the myths that people have been saying. Because there's a lot of things. There's this one going around that, like, um, a woman can go to jail for having an abortion, um, but her rapist, uh, and she'll go to jail for life, and her rapist will only get two weeks or something, or two years, something ridiculous like that. And that's just not true. So we want to have some sort of comprehensive um, resource for you guys. So we're going to work on that. Um, hopefully within the next week or so, we'll have that someone, um, and maybe we can even have someone come and just discuss like what exactly happened. Because there's just so much misinformation. And that's kind of the angle I wanted to take on this. It's just there's so much misinformation about it. And it's really hard to find anything that really, like, is breaking down, like, okay, this is what the law is. And then that's another thing, too. I want, in my head, I'm like, I'm picturing, like, we have something like, this is what the law is, this is what it means, and then this is how you talk to your friends. Because that's the other thing that we want this podcast to be, um, is a resource. So you can, when you are talking to your liberal Lizzie friends, um, you're able to explain articulately why you believe what you believe, and you're able to show them, like, okay, this is this, this is how this is, and this is why this is. So when you do have these conversations, um, you're able to just pretty much combat whatever she says. That's just not true. Um, Did you have anything you wanted to say about that? Because I was going to read what Bumble and Lyft said. No, I think you pretty much described it. Okay. So the other reason why I wanted to bring this up is because Bumble, um, as everyone everyone's a favorite <laughs> dating app, honestly, it kind of was my favorite one. I That was the only dating app I ever used briefly, and I'm like, no, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, no. Dating apps I'm going to find a man organically. Yeah, dating apps are terrible. 10 out of 10 would not recommend, but, you know, I'm a human, so there's been times where I've been lonely. And where can you find someone that's going to call you pretty? Okay, anyway. Um, so Bumble, also too, Bumble ha- was a great way to find friends. They had Bumble BFF mode. I personally never found any friends that way, but I have friends that have found friends that way, like really good friends. And then I have friends that have found people. I'm just thinking of one of my friends. She found one of her friends there, and she it was crazy. Um and then they also have a business. I don't know if you knew that. Did you know they had a business mode, too? Mm. Well, yeah, okay, I only did it briefly in, like, 2017. Oh, they didn't ha- I don't think they had any of that. No, they had nothing like that in 2017. Yeah, so it honestly, like, it started ramping up, and I really did like that it was, like, woman-focused. I hated that you had to talk first. Um, I did not like that, but other than that, like, I liked that it had the BFF mode and, like, that it had the business mode. And I was trying to – there was moments – um, in the past year or so where I tried to, like, kind of network a little bit. But, it's, I don't know, it's kind of hard to to network through an app. And a lot of the girls on there are in MLMs. And that, no offense to anybody on MLMs, but that's not, it's just not the same as owning a business. But anyway, so this is what Bumble said. They said, starting today, Bumble has created a relief fund supporting the reproductive rights of women and people across the gender spectrum who seek abortions in Texas. Okay. Do you have initial thoughts, or do you want me to say my initial thoughts? Oh, you can go. You have more thoughts on this. Okay. (laughs) First of all, like I mentioned, I'm, like, low-key hurt that Bumble is doing this. Um, But there's something, one of my friends, when I shared this, and I was like, wow, okay, Bumble. um, My friend pointed out that they said the gender spectrum, people across the gender spectrum who seek abortions in Texas, 
So they're saying, like, women aren't the only ones that get abortions. And, I mean, you know, I was telling Vic this earlier. Like, what's been annoying is, like, every time I see, like, a brand post, I'm like, please don't post anything about the um, about Texas. Because you kind of know already that big brands are, unfortunately, going to be pro-abortion. They're going to be, or at least they're going... <laughs> They might not even be it themselves, but they're at least going to pretend to be to um, to please their people. Um, you know, you already know that's going to happen. But um, what you so it's disappointing when they post about it, and then the fact. Okay, I lost what I was going to say. They're disappointed when they post about it, um, and then the whole gender spectrum thing also just shows like how leftists out of reality they are. Like, I knew it. Like, I knew it. But, like, it just kind of solidifies it. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Like, and I think we've talked about this before. It's like, where... Like, where is the line drawn between brands staying out of politics and brands, like, first... Like freedom of speech, you know. Yeah. So, because like, like we're and it's like, and I'm not saying, and I don't, I don't know how to like say it other than like, like pro lifers essentially are canceling like Bumble, you know. We're and then, but we get mad if the left cancels a Republican. So, like, what's like a Republican company? So, like, but I'm I'm just like asking you because I'm like curious, like, what's the difference between that and like where like the leaning bumble versus well like what's the different well not even that but like should a business have the right to discuss politics yeah do you think like or like do, they, do you think businesses should be involved in politics or do you think businesses should just like do business and like leave all that out but then where does like their freedom of speech come in and like their rights as a business to make their own decisions because like i mean in theory like like a customer can determine if they're gonna buy from this business or not you know yeah like that's how like they get kind of get feedback on what people say and do yeah and so like where's that line drawn like what what is the business's rights to discuss politics great question so i know that was a long-winded question i was like and there was like three questions i feel like in that question so the first thing is i think brands do have a right to say and believe what they want to believe i just don't know if it's necessarily strategic but i think that especially because the idea is like for example bumble there is a, a person who created Bumble. It's yeah. not just like an entity on its own. There's a person, so they have their own morals and they have their own views and they have their own values. They have every right to express it. I don't think that's necessarily wrong for them to express it, but we have every right to say, I don't agree with that, so I'm not going to support that. And I think the difference between like canceling them would be, I don't think canceling on either side is... I don't like this company. I'm not going to support them. Let me let you know I don't like it. 
and then I move on. It's, I don't like this person. I'm going to pick it outside of their thing. Not only that, I'm going to dox the employer and everybody that works there. I'm going to throw urine at their car and I'm going to egg their house mm-hmm. and then I'm going to find your mom and write her a mean letter. Like that I think is canceling. Okay. And that's the difference. But I think, but I do think even on the right, people say so-and-so cancel and it's like, no, they just disagreed with you. So I, I mean, on both sides they do that, but there's definitely a difference between I don't like this business. I'm going to tell people I don't like this business. I'm going to let them know, and then I'm going to move on with my life. Okay. Yeah, that's what I think the difference is. Okay, because that was something I was kind of, like, curious about. Um, I'm, like, starting a whole campaign to, like, ruin a particular person, though. Yes. That's another thing, too. Like, if you're attacking... So, like, if I dox the owner of Bumble, I think that would be canceling, and I think that, I think that would be wrong. Because also, too, you're... I think that your goal should be to spread the truth and then to use your life and your to use your life as an example of to help someone change their mind. Mm-hmm. So I don't know necessarily how doxing someone, getting tons of people to egg their house, X, Y, and Z. I don't know how that would be beneficial. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. The other question you asked. Um, so I do think every like I said, I think everybody has a right. To express their belief. What is a brand and a business? I think the brand and the business has a right to um, to express like what they support. I just don't. Know. The reality is, I don't know how strategic it's going to be because. Bumble- so you think there's a difference between them doing this strategically and them doing this because of like their actual beliefs? Yes, I think. Well, to be honest, like because, and I've said this. Before, I mean, I think Bumble's doing it because they actually believe it because they're a San Francisco-based company. Right. So, and I've said this before, and like slight plug, I was on Focus on the Family, Sea Life, twenty twenty one, and I said this in my um, in my episode. Um, right now, the default is pro-abortion. The default is if you're a nice, kind, loving per- person, you are pro-abortion. So, I think that they believe. I think they believe that to be true. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I'll use another example. I think some of these companies that change their logo over to in June, I I don't know how many of these companies actually like care. Which is funny because like you made um you make that comment. So did AOC. She made a comment there. Oh, the squad the squad was calling out companies that changed their logo. In order for like LGBTQ, but have donated and have products that like are anti LGBTQ. Like she's like they're pointing out the hypocrisy. It's like okay, like you changed your logo, but you donated to like this organization that's anti LGBTQ. Yeah, and like you've done this that's anti LGBTQ. Okay, I remember her doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we can agree that like that is where. I just don't know if like that. So, yeah. oops, sorry, I'm like that is so disingenuous, and like that's where I'm kind of like, I don't know. But I respect brands that like believe what they believe and they stick by it. Mm-hmm. Now I I'm annoyed with Bumble, and then the other one is Lyft. Um, they said something. They said. As new Texas law, SB8, threatens to punish drivers for getting people where they need to go, specifically women exercising their right to choose and to access health care, we want to be clear. Drivers are never responsible for monitoring where their drivers go and why. Imagine being a driver and not knowing if you were breaking the law by giving someone a ride. And then um, they said that 
uh, Lyft has created a driver's legal defense fund to cover 100% of legal fees. And then it says that Lyft is donating $1 million to Planned Parenthood to help ensure the transportation is never a barrier to health access. Health access. So that's, like, a bit different. Like, that's, like, above and beyond. Well, and that... Okay, so here... This is another thing, too. Um, the $1 million... Okay, so first let me talk about the first part, where they said they had their whole soliloquy about, oh, it's terrible because blah, 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 at the beginning. That's not true. Dropping someone off is not going to get you in trouble at an abortion clinic, it's not going to get you in trouble. That's not true. That's going to be something that we're going to But have why to. are they believing that? Because, like, I would imagine, like, working in corporate America, we have attorneys checking and, like, reading through stuff. Yeah. And it's, like, I would imagine that, and I'm just playing devil's advocate right. here, I would imagine that Lyft has attorneys that are looking, reading through the bill, pr- analyzing the bill, and being like, okay, like this is what it means we're we're double checking to make sure like this is what it means you know see, i don't see that at all i see them this is a response to what everybody else was saying um because everybody already believes that um people are going to be murdered i mean it's not murdered people are going to go to jail for getting yeah. an abortion i think this whole thing is just pr for mm-hmm. and that goes to my second point about them donating one million dollars to planned parenthood that i like I personally think that's just them saying, trying to, okay, what? how can we make us look good yeah. at this time? Let's do it before Uber. Because, I mean, even in that post, so many people, oh, I love Lyft. Okay, Lyft is going to be my exclusive place. Oh, we're going to use Lyft instead of Uber. Okay. Yeah, I think well, that. Well, but here's my thing, too. So couldn't, like, the Texas, like, legislature yeah. sue for slander because they're like this is not i don't think so i don't think they will because i don't necessarily know if it's worth it and then are they going to sue every single i mean there's so much misinformation are they going to go but like okay something like well not like they're not going to sue um jane smith because she said it like yeah. a company like lyft could easily be sued by them like are I they just, suing these major corporations being like dude like that's not right that's not accurate i don't see i just don't see i mean i don't think they that. would but yeah. they could they could but i think because they're not that's why it's but, it's all part i think it's just all part of virtue signaling like when the nfl at the super bowl they said i'll, I'll never forget this because my whole family cracked up and they said we're going to donate one million dollars to end racism and they didn't even say like where the million dollars was going <laughs> let me say to end racism it was like what yeah. that's what i feel like this little one million dollars to plan parenthood we did our part we your money goes to there yeah. okay look at us but we, we can't Uber. <laughs> but we can't raise our drivers salaries right but we're donating a million dollars to plan parenthood but also our calling for 15 minimum wage that we are not doing exactly so it's all virtue signaling and i think that was like and that to me also for example, Lyft. I I almost exclusively use Lyft because my Uber. Whenever I use Uber, I don't know. It's just, it's just I have a weird experience. I just don't but like now, using any of them to be honest. Oh, really? Because I love rideshare. I, I love it. don't because well, especially not by myself. Like I mean, we did it in college when we were out like yeah. drinking, and none of us like could drive back. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't do it. Like just really? because. I've fallen asleep in them by myself. Like, well, no, I because I just stuff. think about, like, the girl that got picked up in South Carolina in, like, 2018, and the guy murdered her. Right, but she, okay, okay, so here's pro tip, everyone listening. 
the first thing I know she technically didn't get into the Uber. Yeah, that's the first thing you need to do. Make sure you confirm but the still, license like, plate. But still, like, I've heard stories of, like, I mean, there's, like, a country music star that said her Uber driver, she double, like, she checked, she did everything right, and her Uber driver, like, assaulted her. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm, I like, I just, like, I don't feel comfortable as, like, a female in the car. Oh, I've fallen asleep. Oh, no. I've done X, Y... Which, you know, if you're listening, don't follow my path. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I like it. I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Mm-mm. But anyway. I just, I always make sure I'm in the car with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, use wisdom. Falling asleep isn't wisdom. And always check. I do always check. That is something. I'll admit, when I was, when I first started using Uber, I was just super excited. Ooh, I like this concept. So I wasn't as cautious, and I remember mm-hmm. I got in the front. Don't ever get in the front seat unless you're, like, with a group. And I remember I got in the front seat one time, and it was this guy who was playing Christian music, and we started talking. He, not guy, it was, like, a, a dad. Yeah. And um, he said, I don't want to let you know, um, make sure whenever you get in Ubers, do not get in the front seat. That's just not safe. And you didn't even ask. Why is that? Um. Well, for example, like, well, what if he was, like, a sexual person trying to, like, touch me? Yeah, okay, like I kind of figured that. Yeah. Okay. He was like, it's just safer to sit in the back. And he was like, I always tell my daughters that. And he was like, and I think that that was also during the time where I wasn't really checking. I was just like, oh, okay, let me get in the car. And he was like, um, make sure you check the license plate. You didn't ask me if it, like, you got to be really careful with these things. Mm-hmm. And then honestly, after that, that's when I started to be a little bit less reckless. I mean, I was oh, like, you're I, reckless. I'm like, I'm not getting in without a male escort. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just never. Like, you have no control over it. Yeah, but also, too, like, they're going to figure it out because they have, like, both of you have the app. It tracks Yeah, but what you. if he says, oh, I dropped her off? Like. But you. That's yeah, but, but the thing is, like, he could but literally, okay, he could give you a candy. He could drug you. He drives by the location to drop you off. Claim, like, puts in there that he drops yeah. you off. And then they, say, I don't know what happened to her. Fair. But they do have him. And they have the car. Yeah. Now, unless he's some big serial killer that does this, like, finds an Uber driver, murders them, and then takes over their life, and then goes to different cities doing that. Like, um, well, that'd be an interesting book. Um, but if he, unless he does that, they're going to be able to at least find him and his car to find that information. Yeah. So that's one positive thing about that. And, I mean, there's other things um, you can do. You can always, like, have your – I know I have friends that always put the map on as well as have them do the map. So, like, um, if they notice, okay, like, he's supposed to turn here, but he turned there, they can, like, be like, hey, what's going on? Like, I know people that do that. There's definitely ways to Yeah, but to in the smart. end, that's not going to keep you safe. Like, no, but that also shows them that you are – it not, might not keep you safe. Well, I think because can, like he can, can just prevent, lock you uh, in. Well, it can prevent like if they if um those people people know that you're aware. That's a lot. Sometimes they'll. It's easier to hurt someone if they're just kind of like vulnerable, as opposed to people who. That's why they say go into things confidently, as opposed to someone who's kind of like okay, yeah, or like on the phone, or like if you're, it'll be much harder. Like if. I were a person that was doing that. I would want someone who's just like not really paying attention, who isn't really caring. Once I saw someone paying attention, or once I heard someone say, "Yeah, mom, I'm in the Uber," something like that, I'd be like, "Okay, this isn't the person." You would want someone who's kind of like 
unfortunately, they've had too much to drink. They've yeah. fallen asleep. Who isn't really paying? Who's on their phone, really not paying attention? Who doesn't really care? Those are the ones that you're probably going to be more likely to go after. But if you are just like a little bit more on top of it, and you are um, more, I don't know, and and not f- more assertive, I feel mm-hmm. like you're less likely to have that happen. Yeah. But all that to say. Lyft, I feel like, was just 110% virtue signaling, and I'll, I'm not going to use Lyft anymore. Um, I don't want my money to go to that. Um, but what I do want my money to go to are organizations that do support pro-life causes. One of them is one of our favorite companies, Culture of Life 1972. Um, we have a discount code that you can use. It's called Those Other Girls 1972 when you check out. And you get 10% off your purchase, and 100% of your purchase goes to pro-life causes. That is what this brand does. During this time where so many people are um, supporting abortion, there's so many people are, like, really, like, I don't know how else to describe it. They're just supporting yeah. abortion. Um, it is good to at least know that your money, and there's at least one brand out there that you know their money is going to go to pro-life causes. And yep. Culture of Life is one of them, and we both love them. Uh, we have clothes and necklaces from them. And, and the, it's not just, like, clothes. It's, like, jewelry, yeah. hats. Um, I mean, I think they pretty much do everything but shoes. Yeah, and they have bags. I wouldn't be surprised if they have shoes yeah. soon. Like, yeah. they have a lot of really – and it's um, – well, it's owned by a family, and they're so sweet. But it's, like, a pretty much a woman-owned-run company. Yeah, and, and honestly, the other thing, too, I want to add is it really is super cute clothes. Like, I know sometimes, like, <laughs> there are brands – no offense to them, but they'll, like, show stuff, and it's, like, ooh, cringe. It's not your Amish clothes. Yes, yes, super cute. I'm really excited for the fall collection. There's already a couple of things I've seen that I kind of wanted – so just use our code those other girls nineteen seventy two at um, checkout to get ten percent off of your purchase. Yep. All right. Um, our last story is OnlyFans suspends plan. Or do you? Okay. Want to do? I already. No. Okay. I don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were just running long, so I went. I pulled an audible. Okay. Sorry. No, no, you're good. OnlyFans suspends plan to ban sexually explicit content after outcry. OnlyFans, an online creator platform known for its adult content, announced via Twitter Wednesday that two Wednesdays ago that it dropped plans to ban sexual explicit content on its platform in October. Why it matters? The move comes after its proposed ban sparked an outcry from sex workers who relied on the platform to safely make a living. What they're saying. Thank you to everyone for making your voices heard. The platform tweeted, We have secured assurances necessary to support our diverse creator community and have suspended the plan October 1st policy change. OnlyFans stands for inclusion. will continue to provide a home for all creators. The big picture, OnlyFans announced the proposed ban on sexual explicit content last week. The company has struggled to attract outside investors, and the move was done at the request of its banking and payout partners, it said. The move concerned many sex workers who had made long-term financial commitments, including mortgages, based on the presumption that they'd continue posting on the platform. First of all, they're making enough money to pay mortgages. <laughs> I mean, can I do feet pics? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> Okay. All right. Joke. That was a joke. <laughs> Do you want to go first or want me to go first? Okay, here's my thing. I think I talked about it. I'm like, the brand is like, 
essentially like porn. Yes. Like that's the brand. Nobody so like <laughs> no, like nobody goes on OnlyFans to so like okay, the thing with OnlyFans, first off, your investors, like the people who they claim and I'm looking at this from a business standpoint. Yeah. Not the not proponent for porn or anything else. Like just from a business standpoint. When they pitch this to investors, like the investors <laughs> already know that this platform is essentially a sex work platform mm-hmm. and the bank knows sex work platform people are making millions of dollars off of this so i'm very confused with the whole notion of our invest we, we're having trouble raising money in our investors and banks so that's what i'm a little confused on from a business standpoint well really quick before you move to your next point um i was listening to a podcast and they were saying um talking about like they represent influencers they said G-rated, PG, and PG-13. He said the G and PG-13, they actually make them more money than PG-13 um, influencers because you have a wider audience. But I so, will say, too, like, I don't know any influencer that posts on OnlyFans what they're eating that week. Okay, so here's the other thing, too. OnlyFans was supposed to be Patreon. Yeah. But... Then, for whatever reason... But they allowed the... con. It, yeah. So, what they should have done is if they didn't want to be, like, a sex work website, they shouldn't have allowed the content originally. Yeah. So, now... Like, OnlyFans <laughs> is a better name than Patreon, because I don't... What even is a Patreon? But yeah. They, but, but I will say, like, they wanted to go back to that Patreon vibe, but, like, if people, like... Yeah, so, like, we're working that? towards getting a Patreon. <laughs> exactly. Like, we're working towards getting a Patreon. Well, let's do OnlyFans. People are going to not think we're like, they're going to think we're like, when I think of someone that has OnlyFans account, I go, I think sex worker, mm-hmm. which I know that's not fair to the GPG, but I don't know anyone who's GPG. Oh, no, no, this isn't on OnlyFans, just in general. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, 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 sorry, sorry. The, uh, like, I don't know. I don't, like, investors yeah, 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 like okay, I'm following now. Just in general, not just OnlyFans, but just in general, they like it when you're more g or pg because you have a wider audience yeah so okay but here's my thing with like i don't know anyone that uses only fans to show this is what i'm eating for the week this is my workout it's like how right. they treat a patreon <laughs> right like right. i only think it of it's sex pics or sex videos but it's how like they branded themselves so that's why i was confused when they were originally going to ban the sexually explicit content because i'm like isn't that the only thing y'all do yeah now if they truly okay and this is just my business thoughts if they truly wanted to create a patreon why wouldn't you start a separate company rename it to something like difference (laughs) and then slowly and quietly get rid of like OnlyFans. like if that's how you truly want like I don't understand why they didn't rebrand. Like, essentially, they were trying to rebrand without changing their name. Yeah. I think, well, also, so my conspiracy brain is, like, maybe this was a way to get more investors. Maybe. Maybe this was to say, we're going to end it because when this initially happened, I Yeah, but, okay, uh, can I counter that real quick? If they said, we're going to end it, and then they get more investors, and essentially... They would sign a contract that would say, okay, I'm only investing if you don't have sexually explicit content. Then if they said, okay, we're going to suspend that, then they have to pay them back. Like, there's no way that they're, 
We're going to be like, psych, you just invested your money into like a sexually explicit content platform. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like they hadn't decided, they hadn't, those people hadn't signed yet. I think what it was is they were noticing they're not getting a lot of investors and like, oh God, what are we going to do? I guess we just, but my thing is like, change it up. And then they're like, okay, we're going to change it up. And then a bunch of randos were like, oh, let's help this company. But I'm confused, though, because I don't understand how they're struggling with money if their content creators are making millions of dollars off this platform. I don't know. I watched a um, a documentary about it on Hulu, and I think, I, from my, I could be completely off base, but from my understanding, they don't do a good job taking in stuff for themselves okay I, I so like, but the, but that's the thing else i'm like how are they making their money so so that's the thing like they should re, be restructuring so like your current creators are grandfather grandfathered in and then your new creators like you like figure that out like i don't think they need a business coach so that's what they need like they're not they don't know how to do business right yeah well i mean i will so that's one aspect of this. But I do think it speaks a lot to our culture that there are people who could come in and were like, oh, my gosh, yeah, we have to help save the sex work. Because I'll say I'm completely against porn and sex work. I think this is, okay, hot take coming in. I think we should make porn illegal. And I know that that necessarily isn't the most, like, uh what small government concept and I'll admit that yeah. that's not very small government of me to say but I think that this is something that we should do because I do think that porn and the sexualization um, of our society has ruined our society but that's a whole other conversation we can do a whole episode on that um, but my point being I think it's very interesting that people came in and were like we have to save this and then I think it's also very interesting that people are making enough money for mortgages. Like, that is crazy to me. And I don't know if you remember this, but um, when the Cash Me Outside girl, let me look it up really quick. No, she got, like, when she turned 18, she got an account and then made, like, a million dollars. Like, the first, like, yeah, okay. 24 she, hours or yeah. something. And that's crazy to me. That is crazy. I think that just, like, that concerns me. I want to save every girl out there, because, like, I mean, how are you supposed to first of all, and this is another thing, too, that, um... I'm curious, like, the mental health side of it. Oh, it's probably awful. It's probably terrible. If you got... You, everyone should follow Fight the New Drug on Instagram. They are nonpartisan and they're a non-religious organization that is against um, porn, and they do a lot. They have interviews, they have... Um, merch, they have um, blog posts that talk about like porn and addiction and things like that and they've talked they've um, talked with people who have been in that life and like your mental health is terrible because mm-hmm. think about it, your only work, first of all she's 18 so the moment she turned, so that means that all those men were lusting at, at her at 11.59 the day before when she was underage Yeah, all these men and the only reason why they join isn't because you have a great personality. It's not because they like who you are. Mm-hmm. It's not because you say really cool things. It's literally because of how you make them feel when they need something. Yeah. They're like that just, I mean, when you really think about that, I'm sure that messes people up mm-hmm. um, really bad. I would love to do a whole episode about this type of stuff. But I just think it is terrible. Like, 
that our society is at yeah. that point and that people can make that much money. I think it just says so much. And I also feel like it's kind of targeting because um, I'm just thinking like a 16-year-old who might not have the best home life, mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of, um, she feels like she doesn't have a lot of options. Well, it's like this, if you think about, too, about this generation that it's like, I'm going to make all this money becoming like an influencer TikTok famous. Yeah. What is she, su- how is she supposed to look at, you know, the cash me outside there girl and go, that's not what I want to do. I mean, if you don't have that basis of, like, morality, if you don't have, like, a good home, how even if you do have the basis of morality, I mean, how are you supposed to look at that and be like, not for me? If some, literally all she did was create the account, she made one, she hadn't even posted anything yet, and she made $1 million. How are you supposed to look at that and, like, not want to do that? As a child, as someone who's not, who has all these other things stacked mm-hmm. against them, which, and that, this is just like a, once we get rid of abortion, this is my next thing I want to tackle. Um, this is another thing like, I'm super passionate about. It's just, I really do think that, like, I don't know how to fix it, but, like, I just wish there was something we could do to help, um, specifically, like, women. Because, and you know, it's a chicken and egg. What came first? Like, you know, women selling themselves for sex or men desiring so much mm-hmm. of it. Like, I don't know who it is. I don't know who's followed or whatever. We can. I, I feel like it started, like, think about like a mistress like a king's mistress like he would essentially use her to have sex and then lavish her with like food and gifts and all that and that i mean and like the bible had concubines yeah and lavish like i guess go back to like king henry how like his miss well i'm going back to like king henry from england with all his wives but like think about it like their families received power and they would push young women onto him, yeah. like their daughters and nieces and grandchildren, onto him in order to receive power and yeah. wealth and like, because uh, like that's what happened with Anne Boleyn, like her family was pushed on, or they pushed her on to essentially um, infatuate the king, yeah. so that they could receive power and titles and all that. Yeah, and you know. You can argue he should have been a strong enough man to say no, but no, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but he, you know. well, he also <laughs> killed like five wives. Right. So. so his morality, you know, we're not. That's and that's, he like changed the whole like religious like. Oh yeah, to be able to divorce. Yeah, he yeah. like he he just <laughs> <laughs> his morality, you know, isn't really there. Um, I guess you could say. Um, but point being, though, like I think. You know, as women, as Christian women, it is partially our responsibility to try to help these women or help these young girls. And last thing about this, and then we can move on. But um, one, so I saw this the movie Hustlers. Um, have you seen that? Mm-mm. It's not necessarily like a good like man. This is a good movie. I think you have to come at it at a different perspective. And this isn't a perspective I've really heard too much about. Um, so essentially, it's about these women who drug men and get money from them. But the part that just really like oh, my heart was it was these uh, one of the girls that joined them, like a, a young girl that was in her twenties that joined them. She had had a terrible family relationship. Mm. She needed money, and I just I think about that movie a lot because I think about all these women out there who young women who have these bad situations, they don't have This is their only option. This is their only option. And I just feel like it's our responsibility. I I don't know what to do, but to at least say something. If you know someone in your life who you think 
could be falling into that, speak up, help. I don't know. Something needs yeah. to be done. And I'd love to do an episode on that. We'll figure it out how and when. But, yeah, that's just ugh, my heart really hurts for these young women. Okay, so our last thing is our women with their W's. This is an opportunity where we highlight women who have done something super amazing um, this week or last week or something. Um, and it is brought to you by Future Female Leaders. Uh, .org. You can go and if you're looking and you can see my t-shirt, it says politics is my love language. There's tons of those. I'm pretty sure we both have stickers from mm-hmm. future female leaders. And you can use um, the code MALPAL, M-A-L-P-A-L, to get 10% off your purchase. Um, okay, so a five-year-old saves her mom's life during a medical emergency. Because of the quick actions of a five-year-old, her mother is alive today. Five-year-old... Five-year-old Adeline's mother, Chelsea, not going to, I can't say her last name, was suffering from a stroke while her husband was at work. Adeline didn't know how to read or write, but she didn't know something was going on with her mother. The five-year-old told Fox 6 now that she knew how to call her dad because of the emojis, and she called him to let him know that her mother needed help getting up and needed, and ended up leaving several voicemails for him to please get home quickly. Her dad knew something was going on because of the back-to-back phone call, so he listened to his daughter's voicemails and immediately headed home and called 911. Because of those actions, Chesley is on the road to recovery and hopes that their story will encourage parents to talk with their kids about what to do in an emergency. She said, I'm forever grateful and extremely, as her mother, I'm very proud. Good job, Adeline. Yeah, that's so cute. And uh, I love stories like that. I love when the kids say the day. And kids are really smart. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you might not... They pay attention. Yeah, I was going to say, they pay attention. They might not... They say kind of out their stuff, but they're listening. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Make sure, if you enjoyed this episode, to like, subscribe, follow, review, share, do all the things to get this episode out. Um, And if you guys have any topic ideas or if you have a woman that you think should be highlighted... Um, please let us know. You can email us. You can DM us or anything like that. Yep. Anything else? If you have an incredible story and want to share it on the podcast, yes. we'd love to interview you and get to know you. Yes, 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 yes. All right, everybody. I guess that's it. That's all. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those are the girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.